rush, girl. You know I got the patience. Remember when we used What's to up, Kings fans? Smash up that like button, hit that subscribe button. We're gonna get started here shortly. But look into my eyes, I promise it's you and I. Baby, please tell me the truth. Please, no more lies about it, you. Yeah, you know this feeling is Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. The Kings defeat the Utah Jazz tonight, 121-113. The Kings win their 45th game of the season, Calvin. They are now, what, 16 games over 500. Huge win for the Sacramento Kings. Also got to give a birthday shout-out to Slamson. Happy birthday, Slamson. And uh, hopefully everyone is having a wonderful Saturday. Calvin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, it was a hot, busy one out there by the pool. Um, okay, feels good to be in the feels studio. Feels good to be in the studio and yeah. sh- in the AC. I almost said shade, but in the AC. <laughs> and uh, it t- feels good to get a win number four, T five. Wow, wow! This season. You know, you spend too much time outside when you consider cold areas the shade. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, shout out to everybody that's here in the chat. Matthew, I see you here. Tito, Bench, Matthew, MC is here. Tito. Cheryl is here, David, Makami, and of course, Bouncer. Shout out to everybody. You guys are the real MVPs. Kings get the win tonight. And if it's your first time in the channel, welcome to Royal Rebounds. We are a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. If you're a Kings fan, smash up that like button, hit that subscribe button. We are live here on YouTube and Twitter spaces after every single Kings game. If you want to have your voice heard, just follow us on Twitter, hop on our space, and we'd be happy to have you here on the show. Shout out to Tom for joining in here as well. Calvin, we're lighting the beam tonight. What's the rules on the beam tonight? Ooh, um, let's go 45 likes for the 45th win. I like it. I like it. 45 likes tonight, so smash up that like button, and we will light the beautiful beam here in our background. And, yeah, we'll, we'll even toss in some island boys, as the bouncer says. But, Calvin, uh, this is a great revenge game for the Sacramento Kings. They just lost to the Jazz a couple days ago. Yes, this is a back-to-back. Yes, no deer and Fox tonight. Malik Monk gets ejected <clears throat> in this game. The bench doesn't do much. The Kings get the win. Break it down hey, for me. That's all that matters, right? Kings get the win. Um, I, the bench didn't do much in terms of scoring, but I thought the bench continued on uh, <clears throat> playing pretty good defense overall. I mean, yes, they gave up a ton of points in the paint, a lot of lobs, a lot of alley-oops, things like that. However, I did think that the uh, defensive effort and, and energy was much better today than it was recently, especially the last game played against this Utah team. Active hands tonight. They forced a lot of turnovers. 
I was really happy with the way that the Kings played, considering it's a back-to-back, considering De'Aaron Fox is out of this one. Kevin Herter had another really, really good game. Keegan Murray was on fire from three. I Like I said, I thought the defensive effort was better. They were able to get out in transition. And they made some really good adjustments against that zone, which we can talk about later because that they really struggled with it in the last game against Utah. Mm-hmm. And I saw some things tonight that were really good, and it gave me hope for what a, a seven-game playoff series will look like because that's all about making adjustments, how you play a team from one game to the next. It, the Kings showed some very positive things in that regard today. Yes, they did, and and that's something that Mike Brown is known for, a defensive-minded coach that can make adjustments. I think he learned a ton from a guy like Steve Kerr, uh, of course, Greg Popovich, and and stuff like that. So uh, great, great moves by the coaching staff of the Sacramento Kings tonight. But, man, I I just – Dude, I, it just feels so unreal. I can't believe that we're still doing these post games and the Kings are winning basketball games. It, it's great. Like 45 wins. That's incredible. And counting. And counting. I mean, what do we have? Eight games left now? Eight games left. Eight games left. Also, if you're 53 keeping, wins is still yeah, potentially yeah, available. It's very not potentially. True. still available. Shout out to Gilbert and Sass for joining in here. Double O, I see you. Um, the craziest thing, too, is like, we're watching Keegan Murray getting closer and closer to this rookie three-point record. Six more threes tonight. Cal, he's three away from breaking the record set by yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight games, three threes, no problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the at this rate, you expect him to break it on Monday. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's what you were saying, right? Yeah. That he was going to break it this yeah. weekend. And Monday is our weekend. So, yeah, we're, we're counting that as Monday. Dylan, what's up, Dylan? Ryan, good to see you guys. Good to see you. 45 wins. Let's effing go. Smash up that like button, guys. I want to see the beam. I want to see the beam tonight. Calvin, I know you rewrote your keys last night about this game because no Laurie Markinen again. Uh, No Jordan Clarkson again. No De'Aaron Fox. No De'Aaron Fox. What were your keys to the game tonight? Keys to the game tonight... Sorry, I should have had it pulled up. Oh, oh, I didn't change it in here. But that's okay. I think oh. I remember what they were. Um, I'll just look it up on Twitter. How about that? There you go. While you're doing that, I'll just uh, you know remind everybody where we're at here in the standings. The Kings are the third seed in the Western Conference. Currently, Denver and Memphis are ahead of the Kings. 50 wins for Denver, which, hey, if we go for 53 and they lose a bunch of games, still possible to get the number one seed. I'm not holding my breath for that. Uh, But Memphis, only one win ahead of the Kings with 46 wins right now. However, the Kings do have two more losses in the loss column. Then you got Phoenix behind the Kings at 39 wins. The Kings have six more wins than the Phoenix Suns. And there's eight games left to go, Calvin. I'm feeling pretty good about the Kings finishing in the second or third seed in the Western Conference here. Then you have the Clippers. They're the fifth seed, also with 39 wins. Golden State, the sixth seed at 39 wins. Uh, And then after that, you have Memphis and L.A., the Lakers, that is, at 37 wins at 7-8. and And then New Orleans and Oklahoma City, both a game or two games under 500 uh, fighting for that playing spot. Dallas continues to struggle, 36 and 38. And Luka Doncic uh, ejected yesterday, no, today, for throwing a ball at a referee. I thought that was Trey Young. Sorry, you're right. I'm convinced. I'm dude. I'm confusing two <laughs> different events. Oh, they were traded for each other. So. Luka Doncic. There was something going on with him too. 
Well, he did have a pretty rough post-game press conference. I think it was either yesterday or the day before where he talked about how he's not having fun anymore. Yes, that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Good, good catch, Calvin. Okay, back to your keys. Uh, key number one was Red Dead Revolver. Dude's been on a heater lately, and it continued tonight. Um, he played a great game overall, though, continuing to build off of what he did last night as well. Number two was rebound, and number three were points in the paint, and they were obviously big keys to this game because that's how the Jazz were hurting Sacramento. I thought really the perimeter defense was pretty good overall, but um, <clears throat> lob threats, offensive rebounds, things like that. Walker Kessler, uh, probably the game of his career, 31 points, really? 11 rebounds. Dude's incredible. Uh, he is. He just continues to amaze me. I mean, uh, yes, most of his points came on – you know, it's not like he is, is making a one-on-one move to get these buckets, but he's great at running the floor. He's great at protecting the rim. Um, the, the Jazz really found something with him, so it, that was uh, one area where the, the Kings really got hurt. But luckily, they forced enough turnovers, got some transition, uh, easy buckets, got a lot of threes up in this game. What was it, 16 attempted threes after just the first quarter? It's crazy. That was like two minutes left in the first yeah. quarter. <laughs> it was crazy. And that was a little too much. I mean, they were settling for a lot of those threes. Yep. I get it. You make a few early. <clears throat> you feel like you've got, uh, like you're hot. You want to put them up. But it was anybody and everyone who touched the ball outside beyond the three-point line. They weren't yep. really touching it inside in the paint. Um, but they made a, a good adjustment of that in the second half. So. Dude, that one possession they had where literally every single player touched the ball and then well, they had a couple of those gets tonight. the wide yeah. open, like at the yeah. last second shot at the basket. Just the ball movement in this game was incredible. It was great, and it was really nice to see it against that that zone that gave them so much trouble the last time they played you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit more than four turnovers tonight, Calvin. You can't do yeah. that every single night. But, hey, I'm happy with the win tonight. Shout out to Zell. Zell is in the house. Uh, gotta love Zell and all the amazing music he produces. Absolutely. Light the Beam is my favorite right now. I got it going in the car every day. And, of course, we have it as intro music here. So shout out to Young Zell. Appreciate you. Shout out to Tanvir for joining in here. Gilbert is here. My guy Fred Dixon is in the house. Good to see you all. Good to see you all. Uh, a couple updates in the league right now. You're right. The Hawks did beat the Pacers today, 143-130. Trey Young gets ejected for throwing the ball at the referee in this game. Crazy video. I, I recommend watching it. Uh, the Nets beat the Heat today. Uh, Nuggets beat the Bucks. The Suns defeat the 76ers. Of course, the Kings beat the Jazz and the Clippers. They just lost to the New Orleans Pelicans, 131-110. And if you haven't been paying attention, Paul George out for the rest of the regular season, potentially longer. Uh, but he did avoid a very serious knee injury. Just the timing is horrible, dude. Like, Paul George's timing, he's got to have one of the worst timings in the NBA. Right, yeah, not last good. year he gets COVID. Uh, <laughs> right before the playing, <laughs> right before the playing game, they lose. They miss the playoffs. Yes, this year he's injured again. Really, really unfortunate for Paul George and the Clippers. But hey, good news. A- every game today, besides the Kings game, was an absolute blowout. Yeah, yeah. Every single one. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if that's good or bad at all. All right, I don't know. I haven't looked at box scores. I have, I'm assuming that a bunch of people were sitting. Uh, Milwaukee and Philadelphia don't lose that badly unless they've got guys out. So. 
Yeah, very, very true. <laughs> Young Zell, send us some more music, bro. We're ready for more music. All right, let's dive here into the box score. Domas Sabonis, 38 minutes of action tonight, 7 of 14 from the field, 16 points, 15 rebounds, and 7 assists. Harrison Barnes, 18 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists in 35 minutes of action, 50% shooting from the field, and 2 of 3 from 3-point range. Keegan Murray continues to light it up, Calvin. After we called him out, I guess not really called him out, but we mentioned that he was having a little rough stretch of games offensively. Dude, he's he's returned, and he's back in action. 37 minutes of action tonight, 22 points, two rebounds, two assists, eight of 15 from the field, six of 12 from three-point range. Calvin, I, I thought he was uh, forcing it a little bit in this game, shooting a bunch of threes, but, dude, 50% from three. Like, can you complain? Yeah, I, I mean, he... Uh, you could say he was forcing it a little bit, he but like I record. said, he, he was the record. He was hot very early on, and the shots that he were taking, he was taking, were good shots. I, I mean, I think that the the number one thing you can get on Keegan, especially in the second half of the season, for is not being aggressive enough at times. If he's got an open look from three, especially if it's in the corner, um, where he's just that's his bread and butter, it, it's got to go up. I, I just I think there are too many games where he he only has two to four shot attempts. Yep. Sometimes the, that's good defense is taking him out of it or, or forcing him to put the ball on the floor a little bit more. Um, but playing against a team like this that's going to leave you open in the corner in that zone, it, the ball's got to go up. He's got way too good of a, a shot, especially from that corner. And quick, too. Yeah. yeah. We, we saw – who was that who was supposed to be guarding him in the corner and he just looks at him, he's like, oh, you're not going to guard me? Yeah. Bam, splash. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Thregan is killing it. Shout out to Jim for joining in here. Lane, I see you. Good to see you, Lane. And Charles, my guy Charles is here in the house. But back to the box score. Davion Mitchell starts in place of De'Aaron Fox tonight. He plays some incredible defense. Uh, also has 11 points and 6 assists to go along with that, but didn't make a single 3 in this game. 0 of 6 from 3-point range. Actually, all 6 of his misses from the field tonight were from 3-point range. He was 5 of 11 from the field. So basically... Perfect from the field outside of the three-point line. Uh, Kevin Herter continues to kill it. Not great shooting percentage-wise tonight. Two of nine from three-point range, but 27 points. Another big rebound game for him. Seven rebounds, four assists, in 38 minutes. Man, I hope De'Aaron Fox comes off his hamstring injury like Kevin Herter did because dude is yeah. on an absolute tear. Definitely want to talk about rebounds tonight, rebounds from the guards. Uh, zero tonight from Davion, but seven big ones from Kevin Herter, an underrated rebounder, and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. As far as the bench goes, Trey Lyles, 10 points for him, two rebounds and an assist in 15 minutes of action, including a, a pretty awesome three there late in the game. Uh, Chemezi, only three minutes tonight, zero points for him, but four rebounds. Rashawn Holmes plays four minutes tonight, misses all three of his shots, zero points and a rebound uh kessler edwards 13 minutes four points three rebounds and three assists tonight delhi man shout out to Della Vadova. great defense tonight for delhi you see that one play where he's all guarding him with his chest he's like <laughs> oh, putting yeah. his chest in front of yep. him and the dude falls down like incredible end incredible. up getting a turnover off that play yeah. too incredible five points for him two rebounds and two assists and some tenacious d for him malik monk 10 minutes of action three of five from the field Two of three from three-point range. He does get ejected in this game. Uh, a rebound and assist, eight points for him tonight, Cal. Yeah, only ten minutes. I mean, I think the bench numbers obviously are a little thrown off, you know, because you have you have Davion starting, first of all, in place of, of De'Aaron Fox, and then 
Monk getting ejected. So your your rotation is is a little screwed up there, and at that point, and you, you don't you lose scoring opportunity when one of your best guys comes off the bench and goes into the starting lineup, and then one of your top bench scorers gets ejected early. But Trey Lyle still with another ten, and and the starting lineup, you know, all guys, all five guys in double figures, they picked up the slack. Yeah, so. yeah, and I, I, dude, I'm just gonna continue to praise this Kings team. Continue to praise Monty. We saw Monty in the house tonight. Looked like his daughter was with him. Shout out to Monty McNair, the executive of the year. But dude, Mike Brown and the Kings players on this team continue to, uh, you know, face adversity and just lift themselves up and above it, which is great. It is great. And, and you talk about preparing for the playoffs. Our last stream yesterday, what's up, Marcus? Uh, our last stream yesterday, we talked a lot about preparing for the playoffs and what you can do to prepare. But this Kings team has been preparing all year long, Calvin. I mean, we've had messy games. We've had overtime games. We've had starters out. We've had bench players step up. And whatever it takes, the Kings are doing it to get the victory. Whether Harrison Barnes has five points or 30 points in a game, whether De'Aaron Fox is available or not, if Malik Monk has to go for 40 in a night, we've seen this Kings team continue to win games in a bunch of different ways, which uh, to me makes it feel like they're going to be a little bit harder to stop here in the playoffs because there's not just going to be one formula, one thing that you can shut down to stop this Kings team. The Kings have had a ton of adversity this year, and uh, they found other ways to win. Yeah, and they're extremely, like you said, versatile and adaptive on offense. That's why they're the number one offense in the league. They can beat you so many ways, and if you give them a different look or you try to change something up, it might slow them down at least for a few possessions or maybe even longer than that, but eventually they will figure out a way to crack the code, and, and that's just because they're, the style of offense they run, uh, the movement, the open opportunity for everyone that's on the floor, uh, the, the different looks that they can give you, whether it's a point guard coming full speed downhill at you or a center being the guy that, that initiates and runs the offense. Uh, they're just a very, very difficult team to stop. Yeah, and as Marcus points out here in the chat, one more win to clinch the playoffs. One more, one more win to clinch the playoffs. The party is almost here. That's incredible. Let's hear from the Island Boys, because, dude, I mean, they did they not speak it into existence, Calvin? They did. The Kings won, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the Kings won, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, oh yeah, the Kings won, yeah. Fox is so fast. Southern us is so strong, yeah. Coach Mike is so smart, yeah. They we are the playoff bound, yeah. They are the playoffs. Wow, wow. Never thought that I'd be listening to the Island Boys this much, but hey, here we are. As far as the team stats go tonight, King shot 46% from the field, 37% from three-point range. They make 17 to 21 of their free throws tonight. That's 81%. They do get out-rebounded tonight by the Utah Jazz, 42 to 45, thanks to Walker Kessler's huge, huge performance. Um, 30 assists tonight for the Kings, 11 steals. 11 steals tonight for the Kings as opposed to only three steals for the Utah Jazz. They did all that without De'Aaron Fox. One block tonight for the Kings, seven blocks for the Jazz, and only nine turnovers tonight for the Kings as opposed to 17 from Utah. 70 points in the paint tonight for the Jazz, 50 for the Sacramento Kings. Kings' largest lead in this game was 12, Calvin. Yeah, uh, well, again, they got hurt inside. Um, they get allowed over 50% shooting from the field. It, those numbers are, you know, pretty regular or what we're accustomed to seeing now. But how do you make up for that? Kill them with the three-point shot. Uh, they hit 
seven more threes than the Jazz did. God, put up 43 total. It's just crazy. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned they, they lost the rebounding battle in total. However, they were still really good on the offensive glass, 14 offensive rebounds yep. in this game. But another way that you make up for lack of being able to stop people inside, take care of the ball, don't turn it over, and force them to turn it over and get some easy baskets that way, right? 100%. So, again, 30 assists, fewer than 10 turnovers. Those are unbelievable numbers if you can put those up nightly. They forced the Jazz into 17 turnovers, scored 24 points off of them. That's the difference right there. Yeah, yeah. this was a game of possessions, uh, and, and there's ways to pick up extra possessions. You know, the Kings had 95 shot attempts in this game. Dude, 43 of those were threes. <laughs> that's that's yeah. absurd, man. That's I mean, when half. a team plays zone against you a lot, it does coax you into shooting a lot of threes, but... That, yeah. that is, yes, that's Utah a lot. shot 28 threes tonight. Uh, they made 32% of those. Uh, but you're right. You know, the steals number and the turnovers number is really what did it for the Kings. Uh, finding ways to edge out extra possessions, uh, that's how you get wins. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly how you get wins. All right, back to the box score, Calvin. Uh, what were your thoughts on Domas Sabonis? Because I, I feel like... We don't really talk a lot about Domas on this show. I mean, we do. We praise him, but he's just so consistent. It's yeah. it's kind of like LeBron James in, in terms of, like, the dude doesn't win MVP because he does the same thing every every game, every year, over and over and over. People get used to it, and then they're just like, ah, oh, it's LeBron only had 25. Well, it wasn't a good game for him. I feel like Sabonis is, is kind of similar for that for the Kings, right? He does everything. He didn't almost have another triple-double tonight, but he had a strong double-double, 16, 15, and 7. Um, absolutely killing it for the Kings. I mean, you want to give him his flowers? Yeah, uh, the guy has been – look, all you have to say is he's about to become the only player since Wilt Chamberlain to put up the numbers that he's putting up this season. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it. Like, it's just Crazy. him and Wilt. It's unbelievable. But uh, tonight – you know, there have definitely been times where I felt like the Kings could go to him more and for him to look for scoring more. I thought he was really smart about how he attacked tonight. He had a tough time going one-on-one -on -one with Walker Kessler back in Utah earlier, uh, or the last game they played against him. Um, and, and give Walker Kessler credit. The dude's a fantastic interior defender. Mm -hmm. um, and he's really good at not going for pump fakes, which is, you know, Domas's game. So tonight I thought, and, and especially when they go to that zone too, because it takes away the middle of the floor normally where he likes to catch the ball and operate. So tonight I thought he was really good at, um, you know, he looked to score basically off of a missed basket, pushing it in transition before the defense could get set. He's really good about beating guys to the spot down on the block. Um, and he was, of course, as he always is an animal on the glass uh, and then benefited greatly from some really good ball movement, great passing as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a great game, but I, I just really liked how you just can tell how smart of a player he is, right? Because Definitely. he knew Definitely. he couldn't just bulldoze his way through the, the paint like he usually does against a team like this or, or against a defender like Walker Kessler. So you got to be smarter about how you look to get your shots up. Uh, and he was really good at, at trying to do that on the, the transition break. Yeah, and only two turnovers tonight for Domas Sabonis. Yeah. I mean – Let's open up this debate again, Calvin. Who, who's the better player? Who's the best player on this Kings team? Is it Fox? Is it Sabonis? Where are you at right now? I mean, this season, I think you have to give it to Sabonis. As good as Fox has been, like I said, when you do something that only Wilt Chamberlain has done, when you get mentioned in MVP conversation, 
Mm-hmm. Um, his numbers speak for themselves, and and he really is much more than that for this team, right? Uh, I mean, he's such a great leader for them. I've liked what I've seen from Fox in that department this season as well, but it's very, very close. It's so hard to compare a center and a guard. I mean, if you ask me who's the more skilled player, it's De'Aaron Fox, right? Just because of his, his speed, his quickness, his he can do things that Sabonis can't do. But that on the other side of the coin, Sabonis can do things that De'Aaron Fox can't do. So I, I'd, I would give the slight edge to Sabonis just because he's having a legendary season right now. It's legendary for King, the Kings franchise. It's yep. legendary for the league. And I, I believe I saw a stat today during the game saying he's only one of two players in the 500-500 club. Yep. 500 assists, 500 rebounds in a season. Pretty incredible. Pretty, pretty incredible. All right. Uh, next up, let's talk a little bit about Keegan Murray. I see Marcus here in the chats talking about the rookie three-point record, which was set by Donovan Mitchell. What was that, five years ago, four years ago, six years oh, ago? More than that. Hard, yes. hard to keep track. Yeah. Um, anyways. Keegan Murray, six more threes tonight, six to 12 from three-point range. He is three threes away from the record. That's incredible, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the number four overall pick on a really good Kings basketball team who's been starting basically the whole season. He's been incredibly healthy, uh, and he's been really, really consistent. You know, he's had some times where we were like, okay, maybe he's hit the wall. He's hit the wall a couple times this year. But he's jumped uh, over the wall expected. and kept, and kept yep. running and kept shooting threes. I mean, is this just a combination of a great three-point shooter and the way that the NBA is headed, or is there something else going on here? I think it's both of those things. I mean, I've said this many times before. I, I just felt like Keegan Murray was a great fit for this team, the way that they play um, and his skill set, right, and, and the fact that they went out and surrounded – the two stars with a bunch of really good supporting players meant that he didn't have to do too much too early. He could stick to his strengths, which, you know, the number one strength there is his ability to shoot from the outside. Um, and that's the thing that he's been been great at all season long. As, this, as the year has rolled along, he's given you a little bit more and he's accepted different challenges, which validates the fact that they took him fourth overall. You can see the potential for growth yep. later on down the line. But... Um, I think it's a combination of his great skill set, his ability to shoot the ball, the offense that they run. And, yes, certainly today's day and age and and how NBA teams play, how many three-point shots get up, that obviously helps, right? I mean, that record, just like the three-point record total Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, you're going to see guys continue to challenge and break those records for years to come because uh, that's where a lot of people do their damage now. Yeah, he's playing incredibly well. And, hey, shout-out to the lottery gods out there, Calvin, because we were not supposed to have the fourth pick last year. Didn't win the lottery. I, I say we won the lottery. You know, we got the fourth pick. Uh, what were we supposed to be, like, eight or nine, I think, last year? Yes, I think seven was maybe where they Moved were. Moved up to but. four, snag Keegan Murray. Absolutely killer. Killer, dude. I mean, yeah. there was people hating on us for not taking Jaden Ivey. There's people that are like, oh, you should have taken Shaden Sharp. Don't get me wrong. I like Shaden Sharp a lot, but Keegan Murray is doing exactly what this Kings team needs. Yes. As Marcus says here in the chat, he's got a Tim Duncan vibe, but as a small forward, uh, you know, much different game, but yes. definitely the mentality of a Tim Duncan, kind of the composure of a Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah. I mean, this dude just shouts winner to me. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's played incredibly. Yeah, it was a 
Fantastic pick. Incredibly well. Uh, let's get a chant going here in the chat. Let's hear from you guys. Keegan Murray. All right, guys. Six more likes, and we're going to light the beam, so make sure you guys smash up that like button. Gilbert says, conspiracy theory. NBA wants us to be better and gave us the fourth pick. Hot take, Calvin. Well, if that was the case, why didn't they give us the, the second pick or the first pick? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think the NBA has ever wanted the Sacramento Kings to be better. But, hey, I, I get it. Shout out to Roger here. Roger says Keegan was his pick. Same with Calvin. You guys are killing it. You guys are killing it. <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Kevin Herter. I mean, this is his second game back. The Kings team without De'Aaron Fox, has looked much different than they did when Herter was out. We talked about the shooting that helps space the floor uh, and, and everything else that he does. But one thing I've really, really noticed, especially in the past two games, but there's multiple times this season where I've seen it, is just the rebound. He is such an underrated rebounder. Nine rebounds last night, seven tonight for a starting shooting guard is pretty incredible. Uh, shout out to Bench Matthew. I think I saw him in the chat here earlier. You and him had a little conversation on earlier in the year about what the guards can do to better rebound and how it would help this basketball team. And uh, I wouldn't say it's like uh, plugging a hole in the defense, but I, I kind of get the analogy of, you know, your boat's filling with water. <laughs> you can't plug the hole, but you got a bucket. And the bigger bucket you have, the more water you can get out and the more time your boat can stay floating. That's kind of how I view rebounding from the guards on this team, right? Is, yeah. Is you can't stop buckets, but at least you're getting rebounds from missed shots. You're, you're preventing second chance points, stuff like that. Sometimes even starting the fast break. There's multiple times in this game where I see Kevin Herter get the rebound, kick it right up to Sabonis, and the fast break is there. Kevin Herter's either the trailer that hits the three or, or the ball's already in the basket. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on Kevin Herter, where he's at right now? I, I mean, dude, he looks ready for the playoffs to me. And then I also want you to dive in a little bit on on the importance of rebounding from the guard position. Well, I think it's the importance of rebounding from the guard position when you have a small team, right? I, I mean, they really don't have a true backup center. Sabonis leads the league in rebounds, <clears throat> but when you play bigger teams like they did tonight or like they're going to do on Monday when they play Minnesota, it, it's just so important that you have to have help from the other guys on your roster, whether it's wings, guards, forwards, whoever it may be. Um, but a lot of times, you know, guards, they have opportunities to sneak in there and get rebounds um, because most of the time they're, the player they're guarding, especially if you're on the weak side, they're going to be out at the three-point line. A lot of guys in the NBA don't really crash the boards hard from that position uh, for an offensive rebound. So you, you really have a great opportunity to get in there um, and steal some from the bigger guys. Unless, of course, you're playing a team that is very aggressive on, on the boards, in which case it's even more important that your guards box out and go to the glass because you can't allow people to just swoop in and, and steal board, uh, rebounds from Sabonis. Uh, Herter's got great size for a guard, so that allows him, you know, even though he doesn't have maybe the, the highest vertical in the NBA, he's got a great wingspan. From it. He's got good size, uh, and I think he's very intuitive. He's able to judge the ball well when it comes off the rim. So uh, whether it's trying to sneak in for an offensive rebound or coming in on, on the defensive glass, uh, his instincts are good. And, and so he should be able to 
maybe not nine rebounds a game, but he should yeah. be in the this five to seven rebound range probably most nights. Yeah, I think that makes it a lot easier on guys like Sabonis and some of the other teammates as well. I mean, rebounding has been one of the major issues for this Kings team for the past 10 years. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. rebounding. <laughs> it's crazy to think about something that's so consistently wrong with a team and the team knows that it's wrong and they continue to to struggle at that category is rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. And, you know, yes, the Kings got out-rebounded tonight and there's been lots of games this year that they've got out-rebounded. But we talk about how the defense changes between the fourth quarter and the first three quarters. I think rebounding yeah. is kind of the same situation, right? It's important rebounds at the right moments. Definitely. Not letting multiple shot attempts late in the fourth quarter when a team is trying to come yes, back on those you. Those are just absolute killers. Yeah, they, they just take all the wind out of your sails and, and totally, totally kill your momentum. For sure. And like we just talked about with how many three-point shots teams take now in, in the league, that's just the way offense runs yep. normally. Long shots equal what? Uh, second chance shots. Long rebounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's really important for your guards to be ready for those long rebounds because those are, are plays that Sabonis is just never going to be in position for, right, because he has yep. to battle down low with big guys. Um, but it, that's those are the possessions where you give up two of those, long rebounds, somebody gets a really good look, you know, whether it's in the corner or swing around from three, uh, like that New York Knicks game where they just had all these yep. long rebound after long rebound after long rebound. Those are the plays where the guards are super important. They have to be ready. You have to be in the right position. Uh, or not just guards, but at perimeter players, wing players. I think Keegan Murray has done a much better job of that as the season has gone along, and, and certainly Kevin Herter is, is uh, more than capable in that aspect as well. Yeah, we actually saw him get a long rebound from his own miss today. Yeah. Right? He's on the three-point line. That's crazy to think about. Like, you get your own rebound at the three-point line. Like, that. that's just crazy to think about. Uh, HB, shout-out to HB, 18 points for him. I don't even want to talk about Harrison Barnes tonight, Calvin. I mean, to me, it's like the dude has been so consistent this whole year long. I got nothing wrong to say about Harrison Barnes. I got nothing but praise for him. But I feel like I praise him after every single game, and I say the same thing over and over. So I don't have a lot of words for Harrison Barnes tonight other than the fact that he, he does the things it takes to win basketball games, and he did it again tonight. Always, always. The dude is just a, a absolute rock, um, capable of affecting the game in many different ways. I think it's a great, you know, like reserve bullet to have in the chamber yep. when things aren't working or when guys are struggling to shoot you can give the ball to Harris and you can say go inside uh, get us to the free throw line get us an easy bucket um, you know make a big stop against uh, you know the, the other team's top player he is willing and able to do whatever you need yeah yeah he is shout out to the Black Falcon all right uh, we got Nick here on Twitter spaces definitely want to hear from Nick uh, but before we do that, we got to talk about the last starter tonight. I don't even want to talk about the bench tonight. I, I just don't want to talk about it because they played some good defense. I saw Delhi got yeah. the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Happy, yeah, happy. Shout for out that. to Delhi. Happy for that. Um, but I want to talk about Davion Mitchell because he did start tonight for the Kings in place of Deer and Fox. But before we do that, got to give some love to Charles here. Charles, thank you so much for the super chat. We appreciate you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Light the effing beam. I love it. 
I love it. All right. Ooh. Two more likes, and we light the effing beam. Two more likes. We'll, we'll let Nick light the beam tonight, I think. Uh, but Davion Mitchell, 11 points, six assists, four steals tonight, zero, zero turnovers for him in 29 minutes of action. Great game filling in as uh, as De'Aaron Fox's replacement tonight. Calvin, I'm not going to lie. There was a few games this year where I'm like, man, maybe we need a backup point guard. Like, it was earlier on in the year where Fox was out, Davion stepped in, he didn't seem ready, or, or just his shot wasn't falling, and, and kind of the rest of the game fell apart with it, other than the defense, right? But I feel like he's he's a lot more confident than he was earlier on in the season. I don't know what's changed for him, but he seems like a very capable backup point guard, a very capable guy that can step in in one or two games and start for De'Aaron Fox. And, and do great things. We know the defense is there. The offense seems to be there now as well. Um, so give me your thoughts on, on what he did tonight. And, you know, do, does he look like a different player to you? He looks like a guy that's, that is just starting to understand, you know, how to play the game at the NBA Good level night, more and more, which that's what we've been talking about with him all along, right? He's still only yep. in his second season. Uh, even when he has gotten run consistently, the opportunities haven't always been there for them for him. Uh, you know, when he plays bigger minutes, it usually results in more production. Uh, you know, he he's ready for that. It's just hard when you play behind uh, a star point guard in De'Aaron Fox. He also has a very specific role on this team. Normally, Malik Monk is usually the guy with the ball in his hands a lot when they come in on that second unit. Um, so I, I think offensively, what I've really liked to see from him as this year has gone along is he's gotten better in my opinion at becoming more of a point, a true point guard playmaking for others, initiating offense. I think he could easily score 15 points a night in somebody else's offense. He's a guy that could really create for himself, create shots for himself. Um, he's great at creating space, step backs, all of that stuff. One-on-one -on -one isolation play. That's not really how this offense runs. So that's why I think a lot of times you don't see him score a bunch of points because it, it, that's just not how the best attributes of his game. He's not a he's good at catch and shoot, but he, he isn't maybe hasn't taken the, the enough steps to make that uh, a focal part of his game. He's mm -hmm. really break you down off the dribble, yep. um, step back or get to the rim. And again, that's just not how this de this uh, offense operates. So exactly. I've really loved to see the progression from him being able to, to initiate offense, play, make more, make the right decisions, make the right pass. We already know what he brings to the table defensively, and he has he's done that literally since day one in Sacramento. So, yeah, he definitely looks like a great backup point guard to me. I've never wavered on him. I think that he's a very valuable part of this team. Mm -hmm. You know, I've said it before, when you have uh, – when defense is one of your, wor your uh, weaknesses – a guy that is that good at playing on-ball defense absolutely is valuable to your team. Definitely. Um, but I've really loved kind of the the other things that he's progressed at so far this season. And given the opportunity, like when Fox has been out and he started, yep. he's always answered the bell. Yeah, he has. And, and I just love the fact that he's able to find other ways to make impacts on offense when the shot's not falling. Like 0 of 6 tonight from three-point range. He's okay. He goes to the basket, gets quite a few layups in this game, shoots almost 50% from the field, even though he's 0-6 from, 
from three-point range. So shout-out to Davion Mitchell. Continues to grow, continues to get better. I love him as the backup point guard in this Kings team, and he is ready to step in whenever he needs to when De'Aaron Fox is out. Uh, shout-out to Jay here. Uh, Jay says... Uh, when do Royal Family Super subscribers get our complimentary gift? Well, do we have any super subscribers yet? I think we just have. Oh, you're calling him not a super subscriber? Well, no, that's he's talking about the second tier of subscriptions, right? I don't think he's a second tier. I don't think anybody is. No, I don't think we have any VIP members yeah. yet. Oh, that's what, yeah, VIP members. But the Royal Family members like Jay. Come see us for the playoffs. We're giving every single one of you a piece a, of pizza, a lock of Calvin's hair <laughs> and a piece of pizza and a piece of pizza. <laughs> Kings Jesus will be <laughs> spreading his locks to all of the community, to all of the community. Uh, Sass says we are three and oh, the last three Davion starts. Are we better with him starting too small of a sample size? I would say, I mean, Fox wow. has had an incredible season um, just because. You win three games when Davion starts doesn't make you better overall with him, in my opinion. Jay wants an autograph. Oh, we can do that. No problem. Yeah, no problem, Jay. We'll, we'll get you. We will get you. And, yes, Gilbert, he is King's Jesus. He is King's Jesus. Okay, should we go to Should we go to Nick? Let's do it. We're ready to light the beam. So. All right. Nick, welcome up on stage, buddy. How are you What's today? What's up? Why? You think so? Light the beam. You ready? Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. Here we go. We're lighting the beam. Fire the laser. Boom. The purple beam is lit. I love it, Nick. It's beautiful. I love it. Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? Shout out to Key Kings for joining in here. Good to see you, Key Kings. Oh Nick. My God. The Kings win tonight, 45 wins now. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. How are you feeling, Cal? I'm feeling great. Nick, I heard you had some pizza today. Huh? I heard you had pizza tonight. Yeah, I did. Two slices of cheese pizza. Just cheese, no bacon? Hey, Nick, when's uh, a... When's your birthday? October 2nd, 1992. October 2nd? All right, I'll have to put that in my calendar. You know whose birthday it was today, Nick? What? Do you know whose birthday it was today? Slamson. It was Slamson's <laughs> birthday. Good job, dude. You're a good kid. I got a fan. picture with him, too. Dude, he is Slamson. You're right. I was, trying to, catch, I was trying to catch him and say today, yeah. but he, he said October 2nd. I got a picture with them. Yeah. Did you go to the game tonight, Nick? Yeah, and I said happy birthday, Slampton. I gave him a got a picture with him, and you know I got it was his birthday, so I wished him. I got everybody on Facebook to wish him a happy birthday to him. That's awesome. (laughs) How old is Slampton? I don't know, but it was his birthday today, so I got everybody on Facebook to wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Slamson. How old does he look to you, Nick? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. Nobody knows how. Nobody knows his age. He's a mascot. It's hard to judge a lion by its age. Very, very. He looks good. So, 
Yeah, ageless, like uh-huh. Tom says. How was how was the the atmosphere tonight yeah. at the Golden One Center, Nick? I, oh, I yeah, I don't know. Busy. Nick, are you there? You got time for us? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to <laughs> to talk to us, Nick. But uh, you know, what was the atmosphere like at Golden One Center tonight? Uh, it was it was loud. It was great. It was it, it was it was loud. It was great. And I saw the I saw the purple beam. Light the beam. Yeah, light the beam. I heard you guys got some free cookies as well. Yeah, we did. Did you eat the cookies? Are they good cookies? I don't know. Oh, you didn't eat them. Too much pizza. No, I did not. I don't know if I did. I don't know if I did or not. I don't think I did. Oh, okay, man. Sounds that like much a, fun, huh? Sounds like a fun time. I don't even know how <laughs> yeah, many cookies I had. Yeah, that's awesome. How are you feeling about the playoffs, Nick? We need one more win, right? Yeah, we're gonna have to win more games. I That's think we can awesome. get fifty wins. When was the last playoff game that you went to for the Kings? I, I can't remember when the last time the Kings made the playoffs. I don't remember. Yeah, I think that was in high school. I've never been to a playoff game. Really? God, the Kings playoff the- game? No. Wow. Yeah, I think the last time. Oh, five, oh, but the Kings have it. Been in the playoffs in a long time, so it's, yeah. like, it's been a while. That's incredible. That that that's really really incredible. I mean, forty five wins. We're still on for the pizza contest when you come to Sacramento. <laughs> when do oh, you really? come down? He's feeling confident now. Okay, Nick, when do you, you know down? who has the world record for most pizza slices eaten in ten minutes? I have the world record for the pizza eating contest. <laughs> Very confident. Okay, wow, you had a good time today, huh, Nick? Yes, I did. Yeah, you're on a good one, dude. I like hard it. Not, hard not to. I right? like it. Kings win. How many? Uh, yes, pizza? I am. Can we can we talk about some rules for the pizza eating contest? Yes. Like, do you think there should be a time limit? Um, how how are you feeling about this thing? I think there should be a time limit. Because you know Joey Chestnut when he competed in the pizza eating contest, it was ten yeah. minutes. That's it. Only ten minutes. Yeah. How many slices do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? Probably ten, probably a million pieces of pizza. How many? A million. A million? Oh, that's it? Oh, yeah. It'll, well, Nick, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. If you eat a million Why? slices of pizza... At the pizza eating contest, yeah. Royal yeah. Rebounds will be out of business, and we will no longer be doing streams for sure. Yeah, you you will you will eat us out of business. Yeah, Is that funny to you? Yeah. Yeah. He talks a big talk. You gotta walk it now. What kind of pizza are we doing, Nick? What kind of pizza are we doing for the pizza eating contest? Cheese pizza. Just cheese? Use a napkin. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm in, dude. I'm in. We'll we'll have to. Are are you allowed to dunk your pizza in water? I don't think so. No? No, he doesn't think so. Okay. Why not dunk your pizza in water, Nick? Why not? Why not? There you go. 
All right, as much as I enjoy talking about pizza, Nick, I got to get back to the show. We got Fred requesting to come up, but I want to hear from you. We got a game on Monday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Kings have had some issues with the Timberwolves and the size of that team. Yes, Carl Anthony Towns is back now. Uh, what do you think the Kings need to do to win the game on Monday and clinch that elusive Play playoff spot? Play stay on your guys. What? What did you say? Stay on your guys. Stay on your men. Stay on their men. I like that. What yeah, else? Play better defense. Play better defense. Okay. What's your third key to the game? Huh? Anything else? Well, no, just win the game. Light the beam. Okay, win the game. Light the beam. I like just it. Just win, baby. Nice and easy, nice and short. Fire the lasers. Sleep beam. All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much, dude. It's good to hear from you. I, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day because it sounds like you're having a lot of fun. And uh, yep. we'll see you on Monday. Sleep beams. Sleep beams, Nick. Sleep beams. Hey, put out the- Oh, I think I muted him. Oh, he went down to listener. Well, good to hear from Nick. Always appreciate Nick. He's having a lot of fun, dude. He's talking smack today, sound Calvin. Like he's having a lot of fun. Fun. A million pieces in 10 minutes. A million in 10. Seems a little unrealistic to me. Just a touch. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, how many pieces do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? Probably like three. No, you could eat more than three. I don't know, man. I'm a fast eater. I think I could eat. I could def. The crust is what will slow me down. Yeah. I could definitely eat just like the topping part of the pizza. I could probably do five of those in 10 minutes. But once yeah. I get to the crust... That's why I asked if you could dunk it in water. Oh. That's what the pros do. So maybe maybe you, like, pull the crust off and you eat the other pieces first and then you save the crust for last? Maybe. But then if you don't finish all the crust, then that doesn't qualify as a pizza slice. Exactly. Yeah. There's going to be some interesting strategy to this contest. I like it, though, Calvin. Maybe uh, we got to figure out a location for this pizza eating contest. But, yeah, let's do it, dude. Maybe Friday. Friday the 14th. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Friday the 14th. Friday the 14th. I think that would be absolutely awesome. If you guys want to be in the pizza eating contest, uh, let us know here in the chat. I think we'll give out some prizes uh, for people competing in the pizza eating contest. Uh, Not going to announce them all, but some of them might involve beer. Some of them might involve Royal Rebounds merchandise. Some of them might involve Calvin's hair. Um, so yeah, we'll have some prizes or a half eaten slice of pizza from Nick. Yeah, there you go. Oh, autographed pizza, autographed pizza slice. You'll just, uh, flip it over and sign the crust Mm -hmm. on the backside. Take a bite out of it. That'd be really fun. But yeah, let us know in the chat if you guys would be interested, uh, in being part of the pizza eating contest, because that would be, uh, that'd be pretty awesome. All right, Calvin, uh, back to tonight's game. Uh, Kings win tonight. Light the effing beam. Uh, give me your last thoughts on the game tonight, and then I want to go over to Fred. Well, I just, what I was uh, kind of alluding to earlier, you know, once the Jazz went to that zone, and they've got a couple of different ways they play that zone. It's kind of like a 1-3-1. One, one. It's a little bit of a 3-2. They also play some 2-3, uh, and they play it pretty well. And it gave Sacramento a lot of trouble uh, the other night in Utah but I really liked the adjustments that the Kings made against his zone tonight. And it's something that made me think, you know, when we talk about a seven game playoff series and how difficult it is to adjust game to game, uh, you know, you get a different look maybe from a team 
uh, from one game to the next. This is all positive reasoning for why the Kings can succeed in those situations. I wish I had some film, you know, to show as I'm kind of talking about it. But basically, the reason that Utah zone gave Sacramento so much trouble is they took away the middle. You know, Sabonis loves, obviously, when you play against the zone, you try to attack it by getting the ball in the middle of the paint. It forces the defense to collapse. That's when you get the kickouts for three. That's when you get the baseline runner cuts, uh, you know, straight to the basket. So playing that 1-3-1 one, one, or that two that 3-2 two zone, Sabonis flashing to the free throw line, they collapse that middle. It, ta- it takes that away from him. So what did the Kings do differently in tonight's game? They said, all right, fine, we're going to leave Sabonis down on the block, which didn't allow the back line of that zone to kind of come up with him, which helps takes, take mm-hmm. away the middle. Instead, they flashed a wing into the middle, whether it was Kevin Herter or Harrison Barnes. They got some good mismatches there. Chris Dunn trying to guard Harrison Barnes a couple of times. He would back him down. That collapses the defense. Yep. Kevin Herter showing off his playmaking ability when he catches the ball there, able to get to dish to somebody breaking free on the baseline or, or Sabonis or put up a shot himself. Um, it was a really nice wrinkle, and it forced Utah to get out of that zone because the, yep. the Kings were breaking it too many times. It helps when you knock down three-point shots too, and they were able to do that. But one of the things they did poorly – against Utah the last time out is they were just swinging the ball around the outside and throwing up threes. If you don't go into the middle first and force the defense to collapse, that allows it uh, a zone defense much, much easier opportunities to contest three-point shots if you're just swinging it around the perimeter the whole time. So it, it looked great. You had those possessions you talked about today where it was all five guys touching around the ring of the uh, mm-hmm. around the uh, perimeter into the free throw line down to the short corner, fired underneath to Sabonis. That's how you pick apart a zone, and they absolutely did that tonight. And and these are things that the Kings were trying to do against the Boston Celtics. They tried to do against the Milwaukee Bucks and the Minnesota Timberwolves, but the size, the length on those teams were able to bat a lot of those balls well, down. Well, they weren't turnovers. playing zone either. Those yeah. teams are good enough to guard man-to-man. They can switch everything, and yeah. they have the length and the size. That's a really, really tough defense to crack. Yeah, definitely. I do want to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves, but before we get into that, we got to hear from our guy, Fred. We know Fred's up late or early. He's listening to the birds. Fred, how are you, Fred? I'm good, guys. Are you good? Oh, I'm fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's all right, now. Um, You boys are missing a massive trick here. Listening to Nick, right? All I'm getting now are images of... Uh, <laughs> Nick doing a halftime show in the playoffs, smashing a million pieces of pizza down in one minute. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> be awesome. That would be awesome. I still think Gonzalez should get the first halftime show at, at the pl- first playoff game. But yeah, call me a downer. I think, but I think a million slices in ten minutes is a little unrealistic, Fred. Mate, he would get the pizza guys uh, play the game, wouldn't he? He need to get pizza guys on this one. <laughs> Maybe, maybe even get Isaiah Thomas. He's he seems to be uh, pretty desperate to, to do something at the minute. So yeah, maybe get him down for your pizza pizza eating contest. Put him up against Nick. Right. Uh, my money's on Nick though. Nick will smash him. Fred, what, but, yeah, you have a technique? what would your technique be in this pizza eating contest? Would you be dipping it in water? Uh, would you be eating crust first? What, what's your technique? You, you can't rush pizza. <laughs> <laughs> 
pizza is pizza. You have to, you have to enjoy pizza. Slowly, do you just enjoy it? Um, that sounds like a loser's yeah. mentality. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. It sounds like something else as well, doesn't it? It sounds like something else as well. <laughs> yeah, Wait, do you have a subject. favorite or multiple favorite pizza toppings? What's your go-to pizza? Uh, it's got to be Italian. It's got to be Italian. No, it's just this pepperoni. Pepperoni, nice fresh buffalo mozzarella on the top. Classic. And, uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, some that's rocket? that's all you need. Put some rocket on there. No, no, no. Have a have a have a mm-hmm. side salad. Oh. But but chop nice and small as well, so you can eat, you know eat it with a spoon. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. Pizza's pizza. You can't overdo pizza. You know. Um, I think the you know there's an old saying with pizza. There's an old saying with a lot of things as well. Less is more. Less is more sometimes. So yeah, just 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 your classic pepperoni and just some mozzarella, and then you know. No need to rush pizza. No need to rush yeah. pizza. It's pizza, it. innit? Pizza's pizza's pizza. You Fred, know. Give me your thoughts on the game tonight. Uh, well, again, I only caught the second half. I was I was working to half two, and the clocks have changed here now as well. So it's actually uh, darkness. Or it's like yesterday. It's actually darkness now. Well, the sun's just, just coming up. So, yeah, I only caught the second half, and... Um, um, why yeah. do they keep changing the clocks on us, Fred? We're two weeks behind you. Well, well, I, I, I think we're we're one week behind you. Well, one one week ahead of you. We're changing our clocks. Uh, so when the clocks, well, we're, we're oh, you when guys the clocks change do originally, saving time over there. Yeah, yeah, we do it. But I think I think we're a week uh, ahead of you in October, and then we're two weeks behind you. So uh, yeah, your clocks changed two weeks ago, so our clocks have just changed tonight. So. Uh, my yeah. my clock did not change, Fred. We don't have daylight savings in Hawaii. Oh, really? They, I never knew yeah. that. There's, educational. There's like four I like states that. that don't do it. Yeah, Hawaii. Arizona, there's no need to do it anymore. And they force they force us to do it. Yeah, I think they're. You know why they're they're making us change clocks? Because they're trying to make us miss the Kings game because they don't want the Kings going to the playoffs, Fred. <laughs> well, it's easier for me. Clocks. It's, it's been two o'clock for home games like the last couple of weeks, but it's, it's now back to three o'clock. Three o'clock in the morning for, for home games, so uh, I don't mind. Um, at least we're winning, so uh, yeah. That's the most yeah, important yeah. part. That's the most important part thought, for sure. I mean, the Kings win the last two games. Kevin Herter played great. Back, no deer and Fox tonight. I mean, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, Davion was good, wasn't he? Um, Sabonis was just doing Sabonis things. Um, also, we have a new Kings fan. The guy I was telling you about last night, the guy called Dave, who I well was, um, he openly admitted tonight <laughs> that he's now a Kings fan. Oh, you're bouncing. So, uh, there you go. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's officially a Kings fan now. So, oh, and, yeah. and it was great because I went out for a ciggy for a, a cigarette or whatever. I don't, I don't know what you call it in America. Um, a Lucy. So I went out for a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, Lucy. So, so, so I went out with me governor. And I've come back in, and, and he's again he's trans six watching the game, and, and he's got oh, that's a bonus. He's, 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 he's an amazing player, and he's that's a bonus. He's so good. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, he's, he's a great. fucking, we'll he's a fucking unicorn. Sometime. Well, I've, uh, I reckon I could probably get him on the show if um, the, 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 if I'm in the pub one night and the Kings finish early, maybe like an away game or something, and he's, he's in the pub. I'll get him to say hello. 
<laughs> He'll jump on. Sounds great. He'll yeah, jump that'd on. Be, that'd be absolutely awesome. That'd be awesome, Fred. I mean, Kings pick up 40. Today's a big day for us. 45 wins for the Kings. One game yeah. left, one win away from clinching a playoff spot. Three threes away from Keegan Murray setting the three-point rookie record. Like, I, I'm feeling great, Fred. This is a great day. Great day. Boy, it's just embrace it because when you have good times, you're always going to have bad times to come later on. So just just drink it in and just, just remember how good it feels because when most you know, those bad seasons come and we're going to get a couple of bad seasons, you know, in a few years. I think, I think the West have sold themselves off anyway. So I think we're here to stay for, for a long while. Yeah. Uh, just fucking enjoy it boys, because it's a good feeling. Oh, I'm definitely it really is a good feeling. I mean, I, I feel like I got all the bad seasons out of the way. So the Kings should be good <laughs> yeah, for like the rest of my life. Yeah, the last it's been fucking long enough, isn't it? Yeah, I got all those out of the way. No more bad seasons. All all wins now for the Kings. Yeah, I don't know about you boys, but when you look at like teams like Phoenix and, and the Lakers and and it's probably a Dallas or another another example as well. Um, do you not think that they've sold themselves for um, their futures in, in coming seasons? And 100%. will that help us? Hundred percent. Yeah. It's exactly it's what they did. They mortgaged their future to win now. The Lakers won their title. We'll see if the Suns can win their title or not. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Like, the Kings are building the right way. And I, I don't want to say that the Lakers did it the wrong way, but I think when you're a, a big market team like that, you just have different options <coughs> of building. And when you pick up a guy like LeBron, as amazing as, amazing as he is, He's got a limited window because he's getting older versus this Kings team is extremely young. I think they're overachieving this year and you can kind of continue yeah. to build and, and hopefully, hopefully I'm going to knock on wood here. You know, we could do something similar to what the Spurs did in building around some young players and have a sustained excellence. Well, I said we got the draft next year as well. And I, I trust Monty. Plus we got the European guy. I always think Sasha, if we can get Sasha next year, <laughs> well, we're going to be dangerous. We're going to be very dangerous. Um, You're dangerous right now. But imagine having Sasha in there as well. Like, if, if he comes over and the way everyone's talking about him in Europe, if you get a guy like him on the Kings, oof. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. That'd be really, really good. Well, Fred, I got a bunch <laughs> of people here on stage. I know all of them want to have their voice heard, so I got one last question for you before we let you yeah, go. Yeah, of course. Thanks yeah. for having me, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Always. Anytime. It's uh, from Bouncer here in the chat. He wants to know, Fred, who was your player of the game tonight? Uh, from what I saw, I would probably say Davion, just because he stepped up with Fox being out. And, that's, and, and again, the guys, I only saw the second half. I didn't see the first half. I only saw the second half. And I, yeah. Um, I respect that. Yeah, I think it's just a dog in he. He's, he's, he's just a dog in he. He just comes in and he's solid. Um, and again, I think we're pretty lucky to have a guy like Davion as as our backup point guard. So yeah, I would say I would say Davion. Yeah, good pick. I mean, big but, shoes to fill. Yeah, no Fox. Yeah, no massively, massively. And I think a lot of Kings fans, like I mentioned earlier in the stream, were really worried about 
Davion and whether he was the right guy, whether he was able to be that backup point guard. I mean, as the season goes on, he's continuing to get better and show that he is the man for the job. So very, very happy. Guys, as I that. say, guys, as I say, you know, he's a Monty pick, isn't he? And, and Monty doesn't miss, you know, um, right. every time he swings that bat, he just always seems to, uh, you know, he doesn't always hit it out of the park, but pretty much, you know, most of the time it's a home run, but yeah. He's a monthly pick, so he's always going to be solid. You know, he's a, an intelligent pick, isn't he, in the draft. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That it is. Yeah, hats off to Davion tonight. We'll hats see, off to uh, you guys as well. Money, show. What kind of money magic he can do this year in the draft. The Kings are a little bit further down. I think they're projected at 24 right now for this year's draft. So, we'll see what he can do with it. Yeah. You hit it right on the You can always there. get a good pick down there, can't you? You can always get a decent pick, even if it's a role player at 24. Yeah. Um, so yeah you know you've got to believe in these guys um, like the fucking bean boys like the fucking bean we're going to the playoffs almost almost <laughs> almost there well hey Fred appreciate you so much thank you we'll see you on Monday bless you both yeah Thanks, definitely Fred. see you soon guys cheerio alright buddy alright let's hand it over here to Joseph good to see you Joseph bad news Nick said it's yep. only cheese pizza for the pizza eating contest. So I'm guessing you're out. But uh, yeah. good news, Kings yeah, win tonight. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm not worried about the pizza eating contest. I was like never really gonna do it, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that was that was a great game. Um, it, it was frustrating at times, obviously, with officiating. Monk getting ejected for, uh, I don't know, saying something or whatever, uh, uncalled for uh, by that ref. Well, uh, you know, a win is a win. Um, good team win. Kevin Herter, since coming back, has been great. I mean, he's been pretty great all season, except for a couple, uh, you know, lulls here and there. But um, just, just what he's doing, the way he uh, – he attacks the basket. Uh, he shoots, you know, how he shoots the three, obviously. Uh, his two-man game with Sabonis. It's just been super fun to watch, um, especially, when, you know, when Fox is out, just to have a guy like that step up and kind of carry that sort of scoring load and whatnot. Um, uh, Davion, Davion, too, uh, great on defense, uh, good on offense tonight, too, scored 11, I think. Um, I think Davion with a uh, – with more uh, playing time, maybe like 20-something minutes a game or whatever, I think it would be a good thing. Um, I, I think Davion can honestly start on a team uh, one day. So I think obviously great, great pickup, great draft pick. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm super happy. Uh, we're probably going to clinch like tomorrow, Monday, whatever. Um, just super cool. Yeah, man, it's, it's unreal. It feels great. It feels really, really good. You you mentioned Davion Mitchell. Um, a great performance for him tonight filling in for Fox. But as I was talking about earlier, there's quite a few Kings fans that weren't really sold on Davion. I mean, maybe even till a couple months ago, Davion seemed to struggle, at least offensively, uh, when he did need to fill in for Deer and Fox. He looks like a much different player to me now than he did at the start of the season. What, what do you see different? Um, well, I mean, he's get, he's been getting these, like, starter opportunities when Fox has been out. Um, 
uh, kind of, you know, his role has really been on the defensive end, so he hasn't had to like carry a, a huge load offensively. Um, and maybe, maybe just getting, you know, more confidence scoring or whatever, or, you know, like, like I said, maybe more minutes. Um, but yeah, it's been fun to watch. I've never been a Davion hater. I've always liked the guy. Um, I think he's a fun player. I really like when he's attacking the basket, especially. I think he finds like cool angles and just gets at it and scores. Uh, he has a nice three point shooter or three point stroke. Um, yeah, I, I just enjoy watching him. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I've, Loved watching him play for a long time, even going back to, to when he was in college. Um, you know, I think that we take for granted sometimes how good somebody is when it doesn't pop off the screen or when you can't see it in the stat sheet, you know, like Davion's on-ball on defense, for example. Um, but what do you think of, like, would you play him more right now? I'm given that all the guys in the lineup right now, all the guys on the bench, Kessler Edwards coming, you know, kind of out of nowhere, getting more minutes. You think Davion deserves twenty to twenty five minutes a game? Yeah, I think he does, and I think he's effective when he when he gets that amount of time. Um, it's hard to you know whose limits you or whose minutes you'd limit in that situation. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously like guys like GD haven't really been playing, um, you know, Metu, I, I like Metu. He's a little hit or miss for me sometimes. Um, but you know, he usually is pretty solid. Um, yeah, that's a tough one, but I, I think he definitely deserves, um, uh, that amount of playing time at least. No, I, I agree with you. And I think once you get into the playoffs, when, Possessions are so much more important. You're going to need, you know, your best possible defensive lineup out there. You're going to need a guy to be a defensive stopper for a few plays. It will be his his number that gets called on more often, I think. Yeah, I really like him with Kessler Edwards. I think that's a good, you know, uh, defensive duo right there. How are you feeling about Monday's game, Joseph, uh, against the Timberwolves? Towns is back, but I know he's doubtful right now, at least for the game. So, so is Anthony Edwards. The Kings struggle with size and length. What do you think they need to do to win on Monday? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, uh, I, I don't know. The, the Timberwolves are, are a pretty tough matchup for us uh, this season. Um, you know, probably just try to attack Rudy Gobert. Um, um I, I don't know. Uh, just knock down threes. I, it, it's a tough team to go against. You agree with that, Cal? I do. I, I don't want to give away too much here, but my number one key for that game is attack Gobert. So shout out to Joseph, man. He dude, knows, knows what he's talking about. Yeah, Joseph's on it, dude. He's on it. He is is really, really on it. Well, Joseph, we appreciate you for joining us on the show tonight. We're going to go over to Elizabeth. But you got any last words for the royal family out there? Oh, man, just enjoy the moment. This is awesome. Light the beam. Have a good night. Light the beam. Thank you, Joseph. Appreciate you. We'll see you uh, hopefully on Monday. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Let's go on over to Liz, and then we'll go to Ty. Appreciate you all for being patient with us, but welcome up on stage. Liz, how you feeling? How you living? We're living the good life right now. I mean, the Kings are winning. 
we're about to break our 16-year playoff drought, you know, I think we all have to feel pretty damn good about what's happening in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. I I feel fantastic. <laughs> I feel so great. I, I still feel like I'm in a dream. Um, but you're right. Like, this this is real. It, it doesn't feel real for me yet, but it, hopefully it'll hit uh, probably when I walk into the arena um, on the 15th or the 16th. But are you are you going to the first game, Liz? I'm going to try. Uh, I heard tickets are going to be pretty hard to get, so I'm going to do what I can to try to get there. Um, okay. I've been... I've been saving money for the playoffs specifically. I haven't gone to a game all season just for that reason um, because I'm hopefully going to splurge on some playoff tickets and be able to experience, you know, the first playoff game in 16 years. What do you think those prices are going to look like? Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Probably <laughs> just outrageous. Exactly. <laughs> just outrageous. But, you know, it's worth it. I was telling my friends, I was like, I don't, like, no amount of money could, like, take away from that experience and that moment and just what the atmosphere is going to be like, um, you know, coming out of a 16 year playoff drought. So every penny honestly is going to be worth spending, you know, um, on a playoff ticket or playoff tickets. I agree with you. And I feel like that's the problem is every Kings fan (laughs) feels that way. (laughs) You got to though. I mean, you know, when it's such a special, a special thing, you know, unfortunately having to go through such a long drought, um, this this moment's going to be absolutely special. So I think, you know, pretty much any Kings fan is kind of in that mindset. You know, <laughs> people are being crazy. They're, you know, saying they're going to max out their credit cards and stuff. That's, you know, a little crazier than I probably would plan. But uh, that's just what's so great about this fan base is they're so passionate and just so ready to see um, playoff basketball again and, you know, get behind this team and uh, hopefully go on a deep playoff run. Yeah, definitely the best fan base in the NBA by far, by far. Um, Liz, we haven't talked for a little while. You and I were running spaces for a little bit around the trade deadline. Um, and I kind of want to revisit one of those. You remember we were in that space and there was a bunch of Kings fans complaining that we didn't make a move at the deadline and that all these other teams in the West added players like the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks and the Lakers. And there was a lot of panic going on. There was people absurdly asking for Monty to resign or get fired saying that he got his bag and he just gave up. I mean, we're what two months later, the Kings are the third seed in the Western conference. Monty's probably going to win executive of the year. And just like you and I had both stated, the Kings have better chemistry than any other team in the Western conference because they didn't make a big move. They didn't send out a bunch of players. They didn't really have much to adjust to. They made one move. They brought in an underrated guy from Brooklyn who's fit in like flawlessly. Just give me your overall thoughts on on that moment in the trade deadline and, and how you feel now. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of said it, um, you know, since the beginning of kind of when Monty McNair started to shape, you know, this team and the things that the things that he's done and the moves that he's made is I have full trust in the guy. Like he he's a GM that we have that has done enough deserve respect um you know not only from the fans but around the league for the things he's done so far with his team so yeah he didn't make any flashy moves at the trade deadline but he was able to get a guy that's young with some upside and who can shoot and I think that's kind of what they were looking for in Casey Ocpala and unfortunately it just didn't pan out that way but um you know Kessler Edwards is young he can shoot the three ball I mean he can drive he can rebound so them having that like scouting on him and able to basically 
get him for nothing and be paid on top of that to take him on is just absolutely incredible um, by Monty McNair and his staff. Um, that's just, you know, something that you really don't hear much about because people aren't going to talk about a trade like that. But all these other teams, you know, with the Kyrie trade and the Kevin Durant trade, it hasn't panned out for these other teams. I mean, Dallas has, you know, dropped out of basically the play-in. You know, Phoenix has lost quite a bit of games because Kevin Durant hasn't been healthy. Um, so I've said this, like, yes, these teams look great on paper, you may say, but until they actually step on the court and can win some games and can do things, you know, there's no room to talk about it. Um, so this team, they had the chemistry, they kept it going. And yeah, just people saying that they wanted Monty McNair fired and they just either are, are on some weird, you know, stuff or they just absolutely do not understand um, the game of basketball and how things work in the front office and, you know, beyond that. So, yeah, I'm happy that they didn't, you know, make any drastic moves with the trade deadline. Got a guy who has tremendous upside who I think is going to fit well in this Mike Brown system and, you know, can continue to grow under these guys. And I think, you know, he's going to be a player that's going to be able to break the rotation, especially in the playoffs and be huge for us. Uh, I think that's all very well said. Uh, I mean, there certainly was a little bit of maybe nervous tension to see all those other moves go down at the trade deadline and obviously so many big names being moved, a lot of guys being moved specifically to the Western Conference. Um, but they, they have doubled down on this team since day one. Uh, I think Monty McNair and Mike Brown knew what they were getting themselves into or, or what they were what they had here in Sacramento even though maybe some of us, like myself, didn't expect them to be sitting third this late in the season. Uh, that's what these guys had envisioned the whole time. Um, and, and I think that there's still a plan here. Like, th just because Monty didn't make big moves uh, or try to make big moves at the trade deadline doesn't mean that they've lost sight of, of the blueprint for what's to come. I, I think this offseason is definitely available to make some moves as well, considering they're going to have some cap space uh, and maybe a few more people might be available. Do you see that in the future? Yeah, I mean, the things that he's been able to do, you know, in the off seasons and, you know, drafting, um, he's built this team the absolute correct way with the things that he's doing. I In our earlier space, I actually called him, and this is no disrespect, I called him a terrorist because he's basically terrorizing <laughs> these other teams because he's getting guys like Kevin Herter who was just so grossly misused in Atlanta. They were not using him properly at all with Trey Young. I mean, the fact, the stuff that Kevin Herter is doing with this Kings team is just absolutely tremendous and how he's fitting so perfectly in the system. And not only, he's not just a three-point shooter, he's adding so much more to his game. I mean, he's going in with the floaters. I mean, he can, you know, pass. He can, you know, cut. I mean, he's just doing absolutely amazing things. And then taking on Kessler Edwards kind of, you know, a guy that, you know, is cheap but has a great upside and he's breaking the rotation almost immediately. And then him able to draft, you know, Davion Mitchell, which people are on their weird shit about him, you know, being terrible and we need to trade him. He's in his second year. Give the guy some time. But the thing he's out there to do is play defense. And he does that at such a tremendous rate that it's like you can't hate on a guy. And I think most people that have that take about Davion Mitchell – don't understand the game of basketball, probably have never played basketball in their life or don't understand the game of basketball at all. You have to have guys like Davion Mitchell on your team in order to be successful. And I wish he would be more aggressive, but 
the fact on defense that he does his job on a nightly basis, that's all you can ask for in a guy. He contributes in ways that aren't going to be flashy on the box score, but he's contributing to wins, and that's what it you know matters at the end of the day. So, And then Keegan Murray, obviously, coming in um, is just absolutely incredible what Monty McNair has done. And then the whole coaching staff, you know, what they've been able to, you know, unleash in these players and basically get every guy to, you know, buy into their roles as well. Yeah, great, great points. Monty has really done an exceptional job. And, I mean, you got to think about the guy that he learned from, Daryl Morey, has been terrorizing the league for the past 15 years. I mean, he steals steals James Harden from the Oklahoma City Thunder. He figures out a way to steal Jeremy Lin from the Knicks. Not that Jeremy Lin was something that was just a, a superstar or anything, but he had an incredible run there with the Knicks. Uh, and, and then they're not able to re-sign him because Daryl works out this like creative contract. He ends up trading for Chris Paul. Like he he's figured out ways to uh, kind of game the system. So a great guy to learn from. And I think Monty picked up a lot of tricks from him because he's continued to play or, or sorry, uh, just play the game exceptionally well being the GM of this team. I think there's moments where he's remained patient. There's moments where he's been aggressive and he's just picked his spots really, really, really well. And I hope he continues to do that. Um, Liz, you think the Kings clinch a playoff spot on Monday? I honestly think it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, But if it is Monday, I think it'll just be more special, uh, especially, you know, being at home and, clinching the first playoff spot in 16 years. I, I kind of hope it's Monday, and I think it will be Monday. I think they're going to come out with a little more fire knowing that that's potentially, you know, what can happen. Um, and I'm happy, you know, with De'Aaron Fox. You know, we don't know how long he's going to be out with his hamstring soreness. You know, if they have to keep resting him, I'm okay with that too. Um, you know, because we basically, I think, probably locked up the, at least the third seed. With, like, Phoenix, you know, basically, well, like, six games out, I don't think they're catching us. Um, they're so, like, wishy-washy. Like, tonight, obviously, they kind of went off against the 76ers. But, you know, Kevin Durant comes back. Like, they still kind of have to gel together. I mean, he only played, I think, two games with them, you know, before getting injured. So, I just think, you know, with us being where we are, um, you know, I have no doubt that we're going to clinch, hopefully, Monday. But definitely, probably within the next couple games, if not on Monday. Are you going to do anything to celebrate? Yeah, I thought, well, my original plan, because I have a pool, so I was going to jump in the freezing-ass you know, pool, um, but our condo complex is doing maintenance on it for, I guess, the next three weeks, so that scratches that plan. So I haven't <laughs> thought of a backup plan just yet. Um, I was like, you know, I don't want to do something crazy enough where it gets me put in jail and I miss the playoff stretch, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely have to definitely come up with something creative. <laughs> yeah, you need like a... A one to two week jail term, not anything longer than that. Yeah, well, I don't want to have to, you know, post bail or anything like that, and have to go to oh, court. That you would won't definitely... have any money left for the playoff tickets. Exactly. So, yeah, I'll do something crazy, but not crazy enough that I get land, you know, land in jail. That's hilarious. I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to do here to celebrate on Monday because it, it is a huge, huge day. There's a lot of people earlier on the stream saying live in the moment, enjoy it while you can. You don't know how long it's going to last for. Yes, we do think that this Kings team is, is on the up and up and they're young and they're going to be good for a little while. But I think that's that's right. You know, is, is we don't know how long it's going to last. Um, and so we do have to enjoy the moment. So not sure what we're going to do here on Royal Rebounds. Um, but I'm excited for Monday. It's going to be a lot of a lot of fun. 
Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too, is, you know, next season is not guaranteed. Um, you know, obviously on paper and depending on what we add in the off season, you know, we can look good, but I mean, barring injuries and, you know, these crazy things that happen, um, around the league, you know, year in and year out next year is not guaranteed. So we have to enjoy and soak in the moment and just, you know, embrace that this is like finally happening and just enjoy it as it comes. And, you know, I know people are going to be bummed, you know, when we lose in the playoffs and, you know, or if that happens or whatever, but it's like, just enjoy it. And the great thing is, is this team's going to learn from that experience too. And with the coaching staff, you know, doing the things that they do and adjustments that they make, I have no doubt that they're going to basically put this team in a position to, you know, be great for uh, many seasons to come. I love it. I love it. Well, we got to head on over to Ty. Cal, you got any last questions for Liz? Uh, good to hear your voice. You should come on more often. She knows a lot, dude. She's smart. She she knows a lot about Kings basketball. Liz, uh, any any last words for the Royal family out there? No, just we have to be excited. And, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we can all go to the first playoff game and, you know, celebrate together. I think that would just be an awesome experience. I think even if I can't get a ticket, I'm probably going to head down there, hang out around Doko, you know, do that sort of thing too. Um, hook up with a couple people just to, you know, meet some people have fun, enjoy it, but definitely trying to get in the arena and, you know, definitely experience that, uh, you know, playoff um, atmosphere. And I'm just excited to see what they have cooked up for, you know, inside the arena. I don't know if you guys saw um, Worldwide Wob tweeted that video from, you know, the Kings Mavericks playoff game in like 2004. And that like video just had me wanting to run through a wall. So I'm only <laughs> excited for what they're going to have plans to be, you know, doing out there. So I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's great. We're definitely going to be in town for that first weekend, so we'll, we should get together. And Liz, if you want to be part of the pizza eating contest, you, you you could be in. Oh no, I can't. I love food, but I can't eat that much pizza. There's no way. I think right. Nick got the Nick's probably going to take the crown on that one. Probably, probably. <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much for joining in tonight, Liz. We appreciate you. Hopefully, we'll see you again on Monday. And to everybody that's listening, everybody that's watching. Follow Liz on Twitter. She does some amazing King Spaces. She's very, very knowledgeable, and I always learn when I when I talk with her. So make sure you you give her a follow. But uh, thank you, Liz, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. All right, let's head on over here to Ty. Save the best for last, I guess. But we got Ty instead, so we're gonna talk with him. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Ty? Good day, good day. Uh, I didn't watch much of this game at all because we played at pretty much the same time. Uh, I watched like what first five minutes, and I just saw Keegan Murray turning the page off. So, so there's that. Um, I, I, I saw Delavadova won uh, the chain. I still don't know what the fuck it's called, but I saw he won that. So shout out to Delhi for that. The then you get the sub the way, like Pog chain. <laughs> The deep hog chain, yeah. yeah. I'll just I'll just call it the chain. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me well, get, get this out of the way. way light Come on, the beam. let's hear it. Just get it out. Yeah, get it yeah. out of the way. Yeah, light the beam. So I don't have to say it anymore. There you go. Fire the laser! I love it. Every fucking time, I regret it every time. Um, but yeah, like that. That's obviously a good win. Like I said, in uh, the Cowboys space, I've seen a marking and. Clarkson, really, they had nobody. But, um, you know, this is what thinking teams do. Utah, 
there is no point of them trying to win. So I, I would expect for the rest of the season for their fans to expect more games like this where one game Arkin's out, one game Clarkson's out, one game Fox. So the entire starting five might be out. Uh, Kessler Walker, you might be out for, you know, an apparent foot injury or something like that, like a makeup shirt. And uh, for you guys, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, if you guys beat Minnesota next game, you guys are clinched to playoffs. And I'm excited for you guys. Like, when I watch the games this year, there's been a few games where it's like, this game feels like a playoff atmosphere. And it's like a just a random map of regular season game. So I can't fucking imagine what that crowd's going to be like once it actually gets to the playoffs. Like, it's going to be crazy. If I oh, hear yeah, the fucking cowbells, if I hear everybody fucking ringing a cowbell, I'm sorry as much as I love Mark Jones. I'm going to have to watch you guys on mute. I, I will. I can't stand it. <laughs> like, I can't fucking stand them cowbells. Like, um... Like that? Like, the, when I went for a Sydney Kings game this year, uh... I'm about to leave you fucking prick. Light beam, um, dude. Light like, beam. Hey, if you go but, to a playoff uh, yeah, like, game, Kings fans, bring some bring some earplugs with you because you could lose your hearing uh, at a playoff game this oh, year. Yeah. But Ty, um, I want to talk about Monday's game. You mentioned it could be the game cl- or the the clinching game. Um, I believe tomorrow uh, the Kings could clinch as well. Um, but the next game is Monday. It's against the Timberwolves. They're a team the Kings have had some troubles with the size and the length. It's one of three home games remaining for the regular season for the Kings. Give me your first thoughts on Monday's game against the Timberwolves. Okay, you might fucking prick. (laughs) Sorry, last time. Go for it. I hate you. My goodness. Um, You might call me crazy, whatever. I actually think you have a better chance if Cap plays than without Cap because they have no chemistry. That that was their problem when they were playing is they had no chemistry whatsoever because it's either they're top-tier offense and they can't send anything or they're a top-tier defense and they can't score anything. So with Cap being out, I'm going to say it's 50-50. I can't confidently say because the way how they've matched up with you guys this season. I can't say the Kings can definitely win. I think it's 50-50, especially with Minnesota, you know what I mean? Being among us, like trying to fight to not fall to the 12th seed because they lose one game. Yeah, it's going to be a really tough one. Yeah, yeah, it is going to be a tough game because Minnesota, they're still fighting for a spot too. Um, you know, they're the seventh seed right now. They don't want to be in that playing spot. They're looking up at Golden State. They're looking up at the Clippers. Um, according to ESPN right now, and this could change, we have two days, right? Uh, but uh, according to right now, De'Aaron Fox is listed as out for Monday's game. Uh, Edwards is listed as doubtful, and Towns is listed as doubtful, which could be good for the Sacramento Kings. But, Ty, I know you love basketball, and I know you're great with keys to the game. Give me your keys for the Kings to win on Monday. Attack Rudy Gobert like he's nobody. Oh, and what I mean by that is, uh, I'll just talk about our game real quick. What we did with Zubat, uh, 
for the Pelicans Clippers, we just pick and roll them to death. And that's exactly what I'm doing if Fox plays, is I'm telling everyone to move the fuck out the way, stand in the corner, be Trevor Ariza, and me and Sabonis are about to go to work. Because Rudy Gobert cannot move his feet to save his fucking life whatsoever. So just keep attacking and keep attacking and keep attacking until I have a one. You guys score 100 points just because Gobert can't defend with his feet. Or two, uh, Chris Finch is forced to take Gobert off the floor because of how non like how uh, non-existent he is. And then, you know what I mean, that leaves the bonus with a much easier matchup. So it's th- that's my main key to the game. It's as simple as that. I think that's a great move. I mean, I don't. Uh, the the Kings just don't play that way. They're not going to tell everyone to go sit in the corner and run pick and roll with Fox and Sabonis. But my key, my first key to this game is attack Gobert with Sabonis. He he does a great job getting into his chest. Like you said, he could get him in foul trouble. Um, the the Timberwolves commit a lot of fouls. They give up more free throw attempts per game than any team in the NBA. So I definitely think that Sabonis should be aggressive early and often trying to get into the, the chest of Rudy Gobert, neutralize that shot-blocking ability, um, and then you know look to create from there. If Fox does play, you definitely want to give him opportunity to get downhill, though, too, and, and try to score in the paint because that's one of his greatest talents, too. Ty, what are, uh, what are you going to do on Monday to celebrate the Kings uh, clinching the playoffs? Absolutely fucking nothing. Because it's going to happen again, so you're expecting it to happen over and over, so it's not a big deal for you? Is that what you're saying? No, I just, I just, I'm not a Kings fan, so why would I care? Will you root for the Kings in the playoffs if the Pelicans don't make it? He's making me want to hit that cowboy button again. <laughs> Wait, what was the question, sorry? Will you root for the Kings in the playoffs if the Pelicans don't make it? I'll be rooting, I mean... That's tough because it's like, I think at that point, I'm just going to be objective and it's like, okay, now I can enjoy the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it was once we got eliminated to Phoenix. Because I'm going to be honest, I was watching the other series outside of the Miami series. I really didn't give a fuck what was happening. I was just so locked in on the Phoenix series that I didn't care. But once we got eliminated, I just enjoyed basketball. So I think that's how it's going to be again. I'm going to just enjoy it. If you guys. I'll be happy for y'all, but if you don't, I'm not going to be upset. I feel that. That's fair. I mean, the Kings play beautiful basketball, so if you enjoy watching basketball, you're going to watch a ton of Kings basketball in the playoffs because when they move the ball and they're making shots, it it is a work of art. Uh, But, Ty, we're going to wrap up the show here. Appreciate you for joining in via Twitter Spaces. Hopefully we'll see you on Monday. But uh, you got any final words for the Royal family out there? Uh, Matthew Delvedover is better than anyone. <laughs> there you go. That's the hot take of the night. Well, thank you, Ty. Appreciate you. And uh, enjoy whatever the fuck day it is there in Australia. Appreciate it, man. You too. <laughs> Thanks, Ty. See you, buddy. Uh, shout out to Dennis for joining in here. Good to see you, Dennis. And shout out to PK making PK an appearance. Is here. He's back. Tito is here. Wow. His worldwide tour. PK, we missed you. Welcome in. And yes, Welcome we in. have been reading the chat, but we also wanted to give our undivided attention to our Twitter space guesses. Yeah, and sorry for the Guess. loud cowbell. We will uh, we'll tone the cowbell down a little bit. I don't like to tone it down, but 
I don't want to be making people bleed from their ears either. So. No, that's what the playoffs are for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll we'll turn it down for the rest of the regular season. We'll crank that MF or up for the playoffs. But Calvin, let's talk about the next game. This is Monday against the Minnesota the clincher. Timberwolves. Maybe potentially the clincher for the Kings could be the forty sixth win of the season. Forty potentially wins. This is cra- this is crazy. Why did I bet on the Kings last year and not this year, Calvin? I don't even know. Don't bet. What I bet because I suck at betting. Anyways, Calvin, give me your first thoughts on Monday's game, and then let's dive into your keys. Well, of course, as you already alluded to, the injury report kind of makes this game a little bit cloudy. Uh, the Kings haven't played Minnesota with uh, a active or healthy Carl Anthony Towns in quite some time. Whether that happens or not, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, for how different these teams are in terms of size Minnesota obviously being one of the bigger teams in, in the league even at the the wing positions they got a lot of length um, and that typically spells uh, problems for for Sacramento they really play very similar styles both of them love to get out and run they're both two of the, the top teams in the NBA in pace uh, fast break opportunities all that stuff both teams like to shoot the three a lot so even though they the personnel is very different they kind of go about the game the same way Minnesota is a very active defense which again has caused a lot of problems for Sacramento active hands long wingspans in the passing lane all that stuff hard to score on inside um, so it, it'll be a challenge especially if they roll out the the super big lineup with yeah. Carl Anthony Towns in there you think Fox will be available to play I would be surprised to be honest I think they're okay. especially because they won tonight and maybe even are going to clinch tomorrow without playing that gives them just a little bit more cushion. I they seem to have the three seed pretty much locked. You know they have such a big lead over four. I don't know how realistic it would be to catch one or two in Denver and, and Memphis. Mm-hmm. So I think they play it pretty cautiously with with Fox, especially with Davion playing so good yeah. too. It's yeah. like why risk it? Man, it feels good. Light the beam. Kings are winning basketball games. Calvin, we heard key one. Give me the rest of your keys for Monday's game. Uh, well, number two, we talked about it a lot today with Kevin Herter, weak side rebounding. In a game where you play it a bigger team, you know, Sabonis can only do so much inside against those tall trees. It is going to be imperative that the guards and the wings, especially on the weak side, either box out or get in there uh, to try to help out and grab some rebounds. And then number three is fast break points. Tough to, pl- to score against this defense when they're set, especially in the paint. Uh, you need to kind of have opportunity, easy opportunities, uh, and also to play very much the same way that they've played over the last couple of games and not turning the ball over because, mm-hmm. as I just mentioned, Minnesota loves to get out and run as well, especially with a guy like Anthony Edwards. You can't give them easy opportunities to, to fuel the offense like that. So limit the turnovers and try to get some, some easy scores yourself. Yeah. Uh, you think Kings win on Monday? Oh, you know yeah. I do. Light the beam. Light the beam. We partying on Monday? We're partying. Drinking some beers on the show on Monday? Drinking some beers. Having fun on Monday? Having lots of fun. I love it. I love it. Talking about... What? Uh-oh. Playoffs? Don't talk about... Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? See, that one's not loud enough. It's, yeah, the it's not very loud. is too loud. Here, watch. You got to do this. Playoffs? Don't talk about... Playoffs? Yeah, we're you talking about the me? playoffs. We're talking about the playoffs. Anyways, thank you all so much for joining in tonight. We love you all so much. Please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We will see you all.
for the party on Monday. Have a wonderful night. In the meantime, go Kings. That's my bouncer right there. Thank you.